Welcome to Bob Cargill's Marketing Show, a ridiculously awesome podcast bursting with insightful commentaries and intriguing conversations on the topics and issues that are on the minds of marketers, advertisers, social media, and PR professionals today. Hey, everybody, this is Bob Cargill from Bob Cargill's Marketing Show. It is Friday, March 5, 2021. I hope you are all safe, sound, happy, healthy. Hey, I can't believe it. We are almost one year into the pandemic, one year or so into the pandemic. It's unbelievable. It's been a unprecedented year, as they say, a very sad year. And, and I grieve for all of those who have lost their lives due to COVID-19 and, and my, my condolences to all of those who have lost loved ones and, and who have gone through such a difficult time. My thoughts go out to anybody who's been touched by COVID-19. And, you know, we've all been touched, whether we've had it or know someone who's had it in one way or another. It's been a very traumatic year. And emotionally, it's taken such a toll. But my guest, who you're going to hear from in just a minute, we were talking, Helen and I, before I pressed play, record, and we were saying, you know, it has brought us together in such a unique way too. That's the silver lining, if there is one, of this pandemic. I think we have all realized we're all in this together and, and we appreciate, I think, our friends and our family and even complete strangers much, much more. Hey, I didn't mean to get so deep. I didn't know I'd go in that direction, but that's what the pandemic has done to all of us. We're, we're reflecting more than ever. This is episode 122. This is Bob Cargill's Marketing Show. As I look outside, it's a bright, sunshiny day, if you will. Helen and I also were talking about what I like to do, and that is running my, my exercise. And after this recording, I'm going out there and, and, and getting in a few miles. But before that, we have a great conversation, I know, ahead of us, and that is with Helen Pinchansky. Helen is a strategy consultant, a purpose marketing strategist, and a digital customer experience advisor, and an all-around ridiculously awesome person. I know Helen from AMA Boston, that's the American Marketing Association, Boston chapter. You are going to love this conversation between Helen and I. I am sure of that, and that's all due to Helen being, again, such a great person and such an extraordinary professional. Hey, Helen, thanks for being here today. Tell everybody an open-ended question. The floor is yours. Tell everybody about your background and what, what brings you to this point in your professional life. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much, Bob. First, uh, thank you for allowing me to be here and be a guest to your wonderful, amazing podcast. Um, you are an amazing marketer, amazing friend, and um, I'm honored to be here. So thank you for the opportunity to reach to your audience and being able to share with them. So to tell you a little bit, uh, everyone, about myself, uh, I have over 20 years of experience in marketing. I've been uh, always focusing on working as a consultant, uh, which it has been an amazing experience because you get to basically come in and help organizations reach to their customers in a better way. 
So in terms of my initial background was internally in all the process improvements uh, for organizations. And over time, I transferred that knowledge into a, how to reach better to a customer experience as the digital transformation you know, came upon us with the internet and the social media. And over that period of time, I was absolutely you know, embracing the change because that was what my career has always been about is how to help organizations embrace change, move forward, think what's coming up so you can reach to those customers. So my background basically you know, has a, a whole wide variety of uh, understanding the internal processes of how to you know, adapt the technology towards how to reach to your customer's experience uh, through inbound marketing. And lately I've also had the pleasure, I guess, of working with a lot of companies and helping them incorporate the outbound aspect of marketing as well. And, and this is something that I love, uh, Bob, because we have seen that uh, in the past, you know, we had marketing and sales, kind of each one had their own roles. And over time they are working together and together. There's that collaboration to reach out to the customer. So that just tells you a little bit of what I've been doing in, in terms of my professional background. Thanks, Helen. And I think I made clear at the beginning that you and I know each other from AMA Boston. We met, I think, around two and a half years ago, two years ago. Yes. It seems like a, a lot longer than that. We met at a marketing mingle, a networking event in person. Can you believe it? There were a lot of people. We were in, in uh, packed in like sardines, I think at the Back Bay Social Club in Boston for a networking event. And I can't wait to get back to those times again. Um, what have you seen during the pandemic? Well, you know what? I'm gonna cut myself off and ask a question I should have asked you right at the very beginning. Here I am talking about the pandemic before I asked ask you to introduce yourself. Let me ask you, how are you doing? How are you doing personally and professionally as a result of the pandemic? Thank you, Bob. I guess we talked so much, you know, before. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, always, uh, but for know, the record, I want to hear how you're doing. And, yeah, and yeah. I want our listeners and viewers to hear how you're doing. Sure. Um, well, you know, like you said, um, we're all doing okay. And I think the, the reason for that personally and professionally is because people are now helping each other. They are yeah. reaching out to each other. We are all, you know, working more towards a community um environment you know rather than individually we are all outreaching to see how other people are doing and i think that type that feeling has really um, have allowed us to be in a positive way doing much better in terms of uh, personally and professionally and i wanted to share because you said how you love running uh, the pandemic actually has brought personally an opportunity to to get kind of get outside of the norm where we were just, you know, commuting to work uh, or, you know, working uh, during the day and really maybe forgetting a little bit about that in inner connection with mm -hmm. us. And one of the things that I've been trying to implement in my life as, you know, we're all working from home and, and, and Zooming the whole day trying to do some type of meditation, um, yoga, things that I have never done before. So I'm really, really excited about how I've been balancing my life personally 
with this pandemic. So that has been one of the positive impacts. And professionally, obviously, I think actually it, it has been wonderful. Why? Because um, there has been so much change and that, that is my background, how to help organizations embrace the change, even if it's a crisis that unfortunately with this pandemic, you know, mm. we've had to, to really, you know, um, you know, suffer as well. So I think mm. um, being able to be a marketer in, in helping a company saying, you know, how can I do better? How can I survive during this pandemic? And there are many ways to survive in which the first one that we'll talk through our, you know, our podcast is going to be how you reach to your customer in a very authentic way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you, Helen. And, and I guess, as I said it in my intro and, and not to think of, of, of business at all during these times, but, but life does go on and, and a a lot of us, if not most, if not all of us, have had to balance our, our grieving, our stress, our emotions with, hey, paying the bills, working. And, and it's been such a struggle, I know, for everybody, and I know for me. And, and you know I teach in Boston this spring. I feel very, very fortunate at Suffolk University, and I get to go into campus and we're teaching high flex and I, it means that some students in the classroom, some on Zoom, and I can't tell you how good it feels to see some students in person, to see some colleagues in person, keeping a social distance, wearing our masks at all times. I know with AMA Boston, we've done a phenomenal job, I think, with, with staying in touch via Zoom. But yeah, we, we all have had to, you know, push through and, and rise above um, at the same time, taking care of ourselves and our loved ones. And we've seen in this country over 500,000 people die and that's shocking and, and sad. And I don't think it will uh, hit all of us. You know, we'll all, we won't realize it fully until we can look behind, back and, and, and breathe a little bit, a sigh of relief, but then we can maybe grieve fully for what the toll has taken on this country. Again, not to get too, too uh, deep into that, but I need to, to, to appropriately um, comment on, on the personal toll pandemics taken on all of us. Let's, let's delve into it. Um, you mentioned how has marketing changed during the pandemic? I've seen changes. I think they're positive changes. I know that's what you're going to talk about. So let's, let's start talking about it. What changes have you seen that, that um, have been good ones or not? during the last year Perfect. in marketing? Obviously, yes, thank you, uh, Bob. Absolutely, I mean, uh, in marketing, I think it's, you know, obviously all the functions that we have, we think of finance and accounting, everything, you know, has been affected by the pandemic, but marketing, I think has been one of the most affected ones because that's where you are reaching out to your customer and, and, and everybody was hurting and how, from you know, the side of the business and the side of the customer, how the changes have, have come across that you actually can help. You know, it has to be a parallel way of you know, now reaching to your customer. One, with authenticity and personalization. I think that has been the number one change where big organizations are saying, well, 
it seems like now we need to reach out to your to our customers in a more personal way uh, we can continue just with our typical you know marketing tactics now um, there actually there has been some transferring of what a medium size or a small uh, size business have used in the past to reach out to their customers we are seeing today bigger organizations trying to, to really change that, building more trust with the consumer, uh, reaching out in a way of helping. And, and personally, I have to share this because I've had some brands and, you know, that I personally deal with, I've been re reached out by them and say, how can we help you? We are here to help you. We, we are here because we understand we are in a global crisis in, in this is a pandemic. And I think that is where I've seen the biggest change in terms of what the pandemic has brought is the human side to the organization. And the consumer, I think, is appreciating that change. You know, it's saying, you know, and, and that's where, where a brand or a company can take advantage and leverage the situation and say, this can make a big difference. This is where you are going to continue with that brand in terms of marketing if they reach out to you, if they were present in you in this difficult time and they adapted their business practices so you can be okay and they know that as soon as things will be, you know, stable and I'm really praying that very soon that will be yes. happening, those are the ones that consumers are going to, to really stick to it and, and praise. For, yes. <laughs> no, I was just going to put a punctuation mark. I, I wasn't raising my hand to ask a question, but I was going to put a punctuation mark on, on the point you were making that, yes, absolutely, customers, consumers, people are going to remember those brands and businesses, corporations, organizations who were there for them during these difficult times, not necessarily trying to sell them something, but being supportive, empathetic, sympathetic, compassionate, listening to them. That's the change that I've seen. Sounds like you're seeing it as well. It may have taken some brands longer than others and some brands still may have not uh, gotten it, if you will. But that is, in, from a business standpoint, the silver lining that I think marketing, advertising, sales, business in general, has finally woken up and said, hey, we need to show the human side of our brand. We need to listen to our customers. We need to not always be, be selling them things, but, but maybe educating, maybe informing, maybe helping, maybe listening, maybe being even you know, fellow human beings alongside them so that, yeah, when it comes time for people to buy something, they'll think of those brands and businesses that 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 were their friends and supporters and 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 that's i think a big change we've probably all witnessed to some degree those of us who are looking at marketing closely absolutely bob i think you know you look at the buying life cycle right of a consumer the first thing you know always was the typical it started where you're looking online and trying to see and search about brands i think uh, the, the change that we've seen with this pandemic is that now we, we are combining both of them. You're going to search online, but you're going to also see which brands stood out there during a difficult time, during a crisis, mm -hmm. how active. 
So this was an opportunity, like you're saying, many companies stood to it and the ones that didn't, they have an opportunity uh, through marketing, right? To reach out to these consumers again and, and make sure you they connect it, so they will be prioritized when the consumer is looking uh, for that decision, you know, the buying decision um, with, with a brand. So yeah, and ex go ahead. Yeah, no, um, that's where I feel the, the biggest change is. Uh, a lot of another change that I wanted to share with you that I see Please. with um, in terms of uh, reaching out. Uh, as we are meeting today in this virtual world, right? I think the companies are also realizing the, that there's a, a really great usage of technology and what advances in technology can now take place where you can virtually reach out to your consumers as well. So you, you can offer and expand your offerings in terms of product expansions if people will not be feeling comfortable, you know, anymore, let's say going to get the product personally, you can do other ways to, to, to reach out. So you're expanding, you know, it's an expansion of your, you know, sales in terms of how do you reach out to your customers now? You know, if um, you're gonna drive to my store and I'm gonna bring the product to, to your car, for example, mm -hmm. something that it didn't happen before, but now we were pushed, you know, somehow to do it. And then they're realizing this is a great change that it can stay. It doesn't need to go away. So I think we're going to see a lot of the changes that we're seeing. A lot of them actually have been, you know, bringing really positive results and they should be actually staying and expanding. Yes. More the personal touch. And again, ironically, it, it took a pandemic for, people or, or businesses in this case to, to realize that that personal touch a smile uh, customer service that that goes a little bit above and beyond makes such a big difference as you were talking I thought of just a few days ago where my mother turned 90 um, and we had a birthday party for her from a social distance wearing masks in her garage, both garage doors open, plenty of ventilation. And it was only a few of us there, my, my kids and my wife and, and one of my son's girlfriend. Um, but we did it by Zoom with the rest of our family. Oh, that's awesome. It was awesome. But the point I wanna make about marketing, I'm, I'm almost forgetting because I'm getting so carried away in the emotion and the personal part of the story. We got our meal from on my mother's meal, should I say, because she, she got treated extra special from 99 restaurant in Hudson. And when you said something about customer service and them hand, I think you said something about bringing, did you say bringing food out to the car or if, yeah, if, if you didn't, it made me think about it. Cause, yeah. cause we ordered uh, by phone. We probably could have just ordered online even. Um, and they, someone very kindly came right out to our car with a smile, put it in our car. We had already paid online. That was a really nice touch. I don't know if they were doing that. Maybe 99 restaurants were, but I would think every restaurant could do that. And I know a lot of stores are doing that now as well. Exactly. And that's what I wanted to follow through that there were a few of them doing it, but it wasn't a practice that everyone was doing and they were missing on an opportunity, right? That we're yes. seeing that they got pushed to do it and they're seeing 
the results of it, which is unbelievable. So now a lot more are doing it, not just in the food services or in a restaurant, but in the stores, like you said, yes. now you can go and get uh, exercise equipment or, you know, clothing or anything. They'll be <laughs> coming and bringing it to you. We, we were at, go ahead, I keep, <laughs> go ahead. I, go ahead, I, Bob, yeah. No, you had a point. Yeah, no, so <laughs> exactly that, that I was sharing with you how um, there was a little bit of it being implemented before and now it's, it's just growing. And I think there's so much more room as well to continue with that type of growth, right? Yes. Um, especially like I wanted to really reconnect with these virtual opportunities of um, being connected with, um, you know, with the consumer, you know, and one of the areas that it really... I've always kind of wanted this to happen. It's in the, in the healthcare industry, for example. I absolutely love the opportunity that they're having to have appointments in a virtual way. Again, yes, telehealth. Yes, and, and, and it was there before, maybe in a very limited uh, portion. Now we're seeing that it's being accepted, that it's being rolled out by you know, much more, more mm -hmm. in the industry. No, I can tell we could, this one topic right here, we could talk. Because I'm writing down ideas and we're both like chomping at the bit to talk and I'm interrupting you. I apologize for that, Helen. I, I have so many things I want to share, but this is, you are the guest, as you can see on the sign behind me. Maybe my show, but you, this, you're the guest. I want you to make sure you get all your points across. Don't let me interrupt you. Um, a couple things. You mentioned telehealth. I've had several appointments in the last year by phone or, you know, Zoom, whatever, however they do it. There's a certain app my, my uh, healthcare provider uses. And I love it, actually. I don't have to drive in. I don't have to wait in the office for 20 minutes, you know, for the three, four-minute appointment. It, it, I find it extremely convenient. I get from them what I need. Sure, there will be things such as tests and, and other types of appointments you know, that are needed in person, but I love the telehealth thing. And that is absolutely becoming more of a, more of a big thing. Um, let's, I hate to, but let's give credit to the pandemic in a, in a, in a uh, you know, again, I wish it was under different circumstances, but the pandemic has brought certain things to the surface that we should have learned a long time ago, but it, at least we're learning it now. I also wanted to mention a funny story, I think, my wife and I were at Whole Foods the other day, and I hardly ever go to the grocery store. She's, I love shopping. I love going to the grocery store, but I, I don't do it that often anymore. She does all of it. And we're at Whole Foods, and I saw this whole section of, of bags of groceries, and I saw someone who obviously worked at the store going around the store with the carriage. And I said, I think he's shopping for other people, like, like rounding up groceries. And she said, yeah, you know, because she's seen it a million times at the grocery store. So that's a thing. And that's what you were just saying. I don't know if that was big before the pandemic, but that sure as heck is probably going to be a big thing going forward where you just call up, they do it all for you and either you pick it up or they deliver. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I'm doing it like you're saying and <laughs> before, right? So uh, what an, and, and now that I'm used to it, Bob, I'm not, you know, like you said, I'm not going to go back probably yeah. a percentage I'll go back. Uh, but now it's a new way of life, uh, really embracing that I can just put my order online. And like you said, there were 
in, in everything that we're touching base in all of these had it was already been the beginning of some you know organizations taking advantage of it and they were doing it but not to the extent that they're doing it today meaning today is being embraced they're putting the technology in place to do it you know very highly efficient and it's just growing and people like myself that maybe were hesitant to try it yeah pushing to do it and once you do it and it's been you know offered in a in a really great way with great uh, marketing you know models or they have their coupons as well because you know a lot of people were like you know i, I like to go to the store and you know and, and again we're thinking marketing thinking advertising promotions those things you needed to go physically to the store to mm-hmm. get discounts and now you can also do it online virtually so that has been like an amazing you know opportunity yeah there's, there's so many examples again while you're talking i'm thinking of my teaching at, at suffolk university the high flex model i didn't even know the word high flex until like six months ago and and they asked me to teach three sections of students this spring marketing of course high flex and it stands for hybrid, hybrid, flexible. The students have the option of being there in person, only a certain number of students. There's a cap. I'm not sure the exact number in terms of the most students who can be in the classroom at any one time, but they can choose to be there or not, meaning in person or Zoom, and they can decide class by class. And it, it, it sounds confusing and, and complex, but the fact is I find it, it fascinating and I enjoy the challenge and the opportunity to take advantage of technology. I get to be on campus. They get to be on campus if they want and think of higher ed, what they're learning about how they can deliver the educational product to their, their students. So that could be changes that are going to stick for, for, for forever. And we could probably go industry by industry. You know, I just saw, I think, was it the city of Boston? Half of its employees, I think I saw this, are going to be able to work from home after the pandemic. Hey, when I've been commuting into Boston to teach at Suffolk, there hasn't been much traffic. So if people are working from home and that's a permanent change, that's a good change. That, that is an, an unbelievable change in terms of you know, sustainability and really allowing um, the mobility of, you know, Taking and taking away all of that traffic that you know people had to endure for hours, you know, mm. just be you know somewhere where now if you can take away that aspect and have uh, partially remote, you know, working from from home or remotely from other places, and not everybody's going to have to go and, and drive. That's a huge impact that we're talking about. Also. Uh, I guess, solving other issues, uh, infrastructure issues that we were having as well. Yeah, and it, again, it's unfortunate, sad that, that these changes come about as a result of pandemic. Um, probably things we, we should have been able to foresee otherwise, but sometimes, you know, change um, comes in strange ways. Um, and, and in this case, very sad uh, uh, triggers, but, but positive change as, as a result in some ways. We could talk about the pandemic uh, for the rest of the show, but I wanted to cover a few other things. And that is uh, marketing, period, marketing in general, pandemic or no pandemic. 
what do you, so there are many things I've been in marketing, you know, forever, and I've seen all kinds of changes and, and we're talking about some good changes, but, but, and, and I'll, I'll just, you know, break the ice, if you will. I love the variety of marketing, the, the creativity, the connection to, to people and getting to know so many different types of people, you know, our audiences when we're representing brands. Maybe that's not a real specific answer, but it's an example of what could be an answer to this question. What do you like most about marketing in general and, and least? And uh, I'm just curious. Yes, of course. Um, I, I, the first thing I have to really start this answer, Bob, is by sharing that I believe that marketing, like they say, is everything. Why I believe marketing is everything? Because that's where you are really listening to the consumer and creating, you know, and meeting that desire and the need for the consumer, right? So that's where everything starts. So what I love about marketing is that I'm in contact and I want to listen to the consumer. You know, what do they want? What are their needs? What are their desires? Um, how can I create a need if they don't have one? It's the whole aspect of the relationship with the consumer. And another aspect that I have to add to, you know, my passion for marketing is that it's a, it's a really big umbrella, meaning it is not just about um, reaching out to the customer in, in a you know, direct way, you know, it, it involves the creation of this content, for example, that you have to create as a marketer, right? You have to think of uh, writing, um, delivering a message to the consumer uh, through writing and through video, um, through music, whatever, you know, yeah. aspects, you know, you have to have a website, you have to be, you know, like you're saying, you have to blend the creativity to really um, create a, an image that you really reach out to, to the consumer that way through the visual aspect. But then, you know, lately, obviously, with all this technology, we also have the other aspect, which is the analytics and understanding mm. what, you know, in marketing, you know, what are their trends, their likes, their desires, and that, that all like a, a whole umbrella of marketing, which I love the collaboration, all of, all of these pieces together to, to make it happen, right? To deliver a product uh, to a consumer. The least aspect that I, you know, feel that I don't like about marketing, but it's just that it's hard. Not that I don't like it, is that you can reach out to so many different audiences in marketing and you have to be very creative in creating the, the right approach, the right strategy, the right content for those different customers. Um, because yes, it, a product might serve different needs for different customers. So you have to be out there reaching out to them in a personal way, but in a different way. So you have to really understand all the pieces that go with uh, marketing. Yeah, I'll comment on the, the latter not even a question marketing is is challenging and, and difficult and i think you know i'm have finished the first draft of my book 20 jobs 20 lessons and what's that i can't wait yeah no and it's coming <laughs> i have taken a big step in the last few weeks i have hired an editor so we're getting it professionally edited and the only remaining step will be getting it published so it's coming um, 70,000 words or so I put together, which is a pretty big book, 200 pages or so. But anyways, 
lessons. I, I was going to joke that, you know, 20 lessons, I, I could probably say 2000 lessons, meaning, and, and a lot of them learned the hard way. This is a tough business. And like you said, because it's, it, it comprises so many moving parts and with technology, you know, entering our industry 20 years ago, let's say the internet and, and social media. Um, yeah, there's an upside, you know, we improved uh, marketing, but the downside is change and learning and, and complexity. So it is not an easy business, but that's probably why I like it the most because it, it is never a dull moment. And, and it also comprises pretty much everything a business. It, it's involved, it, 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 it's incorporated into pretty much everything a business does. So even somebody's not in marketing, if you work wherever you work, you are a reflection of the business. And so I mentioned the, you know, the restaurant and the, the individual came and delivered my, the food to our car. Um, you know, she, she's in marketing because she's representing that company. So I find it fascinating. And, and there's so many opportunities. I tell my students, you know, even if you don't go into marketing, I hope you do after taking my course, but you're going to be able to use this probably pretty much wherever you work. It's a fascinating industry. Absolutely. I mean, when we talk about, um, you know, user-generated branding, employee-generated branding, yeah, that is where branding is moving, right? When we're talking about marketing, there's so much passion about, you know, when I say that, you know, Bob, the, the best part that I like is the consumer, you know, that relationship with the consumer in today's environment, it's really a back and forth communication with the consumer because they are the voice of your brand as well, right? So, you know, you get in touch with them and they get in touch with you and you want to collaborate together. You want to listen to what is there, you know, that they like about the product, what they don't like about the product, that you're listening back and forth, you know, to them. And then you can utilize that for, you know, your, what they call the user-generated branding, right? It's your users out there sharing about your brands and like you're sharing about the employee employee generated branding is as well you know you're working for a company you're loving the product and you're standing right there uh, with that product and promoting it uh, the way that you know this person did uh, for you you know to bring you the food and be excited about it and be part of the, the brand as well exceptional points you're making helen um you know user generated content you know the the and that the, the people in the receiving end of your messages, it's what they say about you that actually becomes a, that actually ends up being your brand. I mean, you could say you serve the best food or you, you have the best restaurant or hotel or, or, or what have you, but it's what your customers say you are. And, and today that, that, that is more true than ever, thanks to social media and, and because social media has leveled the playing field, playing field that's given, you know, consumers a voice. So it's not top down, one way communications like it was, you know, pre internet, uh, the consumer in many cases is in control. So, so um, um, brand uh, beware, you know, they used to say buyer beware, I think, but brand and business beware, because those consumers will call you out on social media and, and that's their right to do so um, if, if they don't like your products or services. Absolutely, from, you know, it's from this transactional you know, way of dealing now, it is really 
you know, connected, where they are the ones that are part of that voice, part of your messaging, part of your branding. And now with the pandemic, we, we have an opportunity. We, you know, we, we have this opportunity to connect with them and they can be the voice of our brand as well. So that, that leads into, again, this passion about marketing the consumer, right? How you are connected with the consumer, how you listen to them, how you involve them. And I think that's where we are seeing the biggest change uh, today in that brands can really leverage it. Hey, Helen, I mentioned social media and, and um, endorphins kicked in for me um, because social media, you know, is, is a, a positive trigger, uh, like, like my running is for me. Uh, social media is what I do, you know, live, breathe, and, and do for clients, and I can't do an episode of my podcast without talking about social media, I have to admit. Um, it's like an addiction uh, for me. Um, I want to ask you if you're addicted to social media or not, like I am, um, do you use it yourself? Do you use it for your clients? And, and how so? I imagine you use it at least a, a little, um, but, but please, please share about your usage of social media. Absolutely, Bob. And when you mentioned the word social media, um, the first you know, person that comes to mind is you. You, know, you are an amazing influencer in my career, unbelievable the way you reach out through social media. Um, as a leader, uh, you have taught so much. I have learned a lot from you. And it has been just unbelievable that thanks to social media, you have been able to deliver that message that a lot of us have been impacted by. And I appreciate it so much. So that's the first part of social media. And that, that means a ton to me because you know, this is what I tell my clients to do. So I better be practicing what I preach. And um, yeah, I mean, I thank social media for that because it gave me a, a, um, a megaphone, if you will, um, you know, before social media, you know, how do you get the word out? And, and I, I discovered a, a megaphone and I'm thankful for that. But thank, thank you for saying that. Absolutely. And uh, am I addicted? Yes. Uh-huh. Ah. Uh, you know, so I'm not the only one. <laughs> I, I can, you can imagine, you know, it's, it, it has become part of our lives. I feel, again, disconnected from the world, disconnected, you know, and, and like you're saying, you know, personally and professionally, both ways, and, and I'll share with you, you know, personally has given me the opportunity to what I call cross borders. I have friends all over the world, right? And yeah. social media has allowed me to be connected with everyone. Uh, again, I, I know we're going to be talking about the pandemic throughout, but one of the things is that we haven't been able, you know, to get together in person so much. Mm. Social media has allowed us to continue with those connections and, and really put us in a way that we can share, you know, what's happening in our lives. Uh, so personally, completely addicted. I love it. I use, you know, different ways, uh, different channels, um, trying to keep up and learning the different things that are happening within each one. It's, uh, I think, the biggest uh, you know, job of a marketer, we always have to know the latest, you know, on their changes or whatever it's happening. And professionally, again, in every single strategy that I'm going to, you know, help a, a client with their digital transformation, it's going to be the first step is how to create a social marketing, you know, social media marketing strategy within their marketing plan. 
Why? Because that's where consumers are going to go. That's where they are in, you know, again, going back to the life cycle, the buying life cycle starts online in the digital world. Mm-hmm. The first aspect that, you know, when we reach online and we open up our internet is going to be social media channels. So I absolutely believe that, you know, and, and like you said, we're, we're going to get into this topic that you have a passion and I have a passion and any marketer understands the power that social media has in, you know, sending the message of your voice and allowing your consumers for a home of your brand, you know, where they can also be present as well. Yeah, I, I tell clients and I did a video about this a long time ago and inspired by of, 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 of all um, rock bands, um, you too, um, and ask me what the connection to social media is, you too. I thought of, I think I was reading an article, they call them satellite stages that, that you go see you two in concert and other bands do this. They have satellite stages. The main stage is, you know, the, the main stage, but they pop up throughout the um, venue on smaller stages, maybe Bono does or, or the edge and, or both of them or, or the drummer, but, but um, say for them and you two, I, I, I think this, you know, the band, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I think there's four of them, but 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 what I was going to say, I, I didn't want to miss anybody. I think I na- named and not by name, there three of the four, but any one of them or combination of them could pop up on a satellite stage. Where am I going with this? Your main stage, the website, your satellite stages is Twitter and Facebook and, and, and Instagram and hey, maybe even TikTok. And to me, that's how you reach everybody and maybe in different ways too, just like social media channels you communicate a little differently to slightly different people. If you're at a concert, the bands are on the main stage for everybody and then they pop up you know, in the back for the people in the back and hey, maybe even come out on the catwalk or something for the people way up high in the balcony. So that's, that's my um, um, analogy. You two and main stage, satellite stage is getting, getting closer to your audience um, one way or another. Are there, going to segue quickly to a follow-up question on that. Are there any brands, businesses, people you follow on social media, or we could open that up to anywhere in marketing that you think are, are, are rock stars, if you will, um, to continue that metaphor? Sure. Um, well, one of the things that I see for, for myself, you know, in terms of social media, following, you know, the primary brands, um, I love you know, connecting with the brands and see what, you know, what they have, what, what content, you know, if it's retailing, if it's, you know, obviously the bigger brands. It, one of the things that I love uh, to connect with actually is I, I see in order to learn about social media, for example, and marketing and what is the latest trends that are out there, I do connect, for example, I, I describe it as three different pillars because I like to connect with the brand itself and then I like to connect with, you know, maybe publications um, that, you know, like the social media experts, you know, that uh, yeah. the social media today, for example, right? Yes. Uh, social media examiner. Th- these yes. are that really uh, are serious about delivering great content. They tell us, you know, what is the latest happening there? 
And then my third pillar that I love to follow as well is professors from universities. And yeah, wow. A marketing professor. And this is where I want to bring such an incredible tool that for me, it's the, the biggest resource of learning as a professional, as a marketing professional, the, the latest trends, the latest best practices and in innovation in marketing is coming from professors that are working with students that are seeing the latest trends, they're researching, they are working with companies, advising. And that is an area that I love to follow on social media as well, in which, you know, you are, you know, one of my two examples of uh, following somebody that has really the, the latest innovation of what's happening uh, out there in marketing. So that's my focus in terms of following because yes, I follow the brands, but I also want to follow the, the best practices in what's happening out there in my marketing. Yeah. And you're pointing out the, the authorities, the, the, you know, like a social media exam, a social media today, click Z, some of the other uh, marketing, social media, online news outlets out there, but then you brought in, uh, I didn't anticipate that, that this answer from you about professors in the academic world. And I totally agree with you. Now that I am teaching at the college level, you know, number one, we, we have to keep up. You know, I thought I had to keep up in, in, in the business world. You know, now I have to keep up with, you know, uh, this uh, Generation Z um, and, and what, you know, digital natives and, and everything that they're growing up with and, and learning that might not even be in textbooks yet. And, and so it really keeps me fresh and forces me to stay fresh. So I, I think a combination for me, I love is working in the, the business world as well as in academia. Um, good, I mean, awesome answer. I mean, following professors on, on social media, Helen. Um, so we're getting you know, close to winding down, Helen. I have a few more questions for you. Um, I wanted to ask what, so I think you know, we, we look back a little bit, maybe not a lot, but when we, I asked what you like best about marketing and, and not so much, and we talked about the pandemic, that certainly was looking back. Uh, hopefully that'll be completely in our rearview mirror soon, but I wanna look ahead and I'm curious it's not an easy question. I don't think for any of us in marketing, but any thoughts on, and maybe it ties into changes we've, we've covered already, but what do you think's the future for marketing and social media and related fields? Uh, what do you think it has in store for us? Where do you think you and I and our brethren will be in five or 10 years, our, our peers in the industry? Absolutely. And thank you, you know, for, for asking this. I think this is a, crucial because like I shared with you, Bob, since I started my career, it has always been how to implement, implement you know, technological changes, the digital changes, how you always look ahead. So you can be strategizing, you can have a vision of what's gonna come, how you're gonna be able to be close to your you know, consumers. And where, where I foresee you know, happening here is the one, one of the things is in terms of content, I think we all need to be aware that uh, content continues, you know, to be king, like they say, right? Yeah. What is in what in which form, right? Because mm -hmm. we have the writing aspect, 
we have um, one of them, which I think that's where the future is going is with the video, right? Video, mini videos are an absolutely, you know, awesome way to connect uh, with our consumers as we move forward in, in time, um, where you can actually feel somehow the brand, you know, when mm. there's the opportunity of hearing it, seeing the visual aspect, because obviously, you know, the imaging aspect, the, it's unbelievable, the impact that it can have in terms of how we move forward. And the other aspect that I see as well happening for us is embracing diversity and inclusion. Yes. As we move forward. I think that is a, an area that there's a lot of opportunity for growth, a lot of opportunity to really connect uh, everyone in a collaborative uh, way which it's going to be awesome. I mean, I feel it is awesome today, but there's a lot that can be happening moving forward as well. Um, so I see a, a lot of change in there as well as respect. Um, meaning, you know, in the past, if a brand was targeting just, you know, um, one specific audience, I think the diversification, opening it up to yes. all audiences, it's going to be something that we're going to see a huge change as well and again uh, a lot of partnerships i i was thinking uh, bob about that because you know over over time i mean there's a, a lot of people offering maybe you know similar services for example you know and then mm -hmm. he's saying you know as the the life cycle like any industry life cycle it naturally happens is that it's going to be partnering you know of different you know resources so we are still going to be you know i think in the future seeing that collaboration working together you know kind of one company of let's say a software in marketing does one aspect then another one can do something else and they partner together so i see that that might be something that we are going to see in the marketing industry there's going to be a lot of partnership orientation happening and I think, um, yeah, those are the primary things that I, I'm seeing, you know, happening. Uh, as no, I, I totally agree with you on, on um, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, opportunities for businesses and brands and the right thing to do, be more an accurate reflection of, of our world um, in the partnerships and, and collaborations. Yes, I think we're, we're seeing more of that now um and and that will continue i totally agree and 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 technology of course is gonna probably you know it's anybody's guess what what's on the horizon but it, it's changing quickly and i think because of the pandemic you know we've all seen that you know we can do things more online and that means more working from home and 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 just different ways of communicating with our audience chatbots and ai and 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 what what have you a a r um you name it um I, and I, i'm sorry to interrupt you bob but i think with in terms of this ai right for example in all of these you know the technological digitalization that it's going to be happening in all these new ways of you know uh, software that we can use to make things better and easier and quicker to to reach to our customers you know with marketing I think we cannot forget about the personalization, authenticity, the real aspect of human side of things. Yeah. That's one that 
you know, the, the digitalization, the technology is growing tremendously. And I think with this pandemic, what it brought us to know is that, yes, you can utilize them, but don't forget ever to, to have that human touch to the brand, right? That's going to be a, a conundrum probably for a lot of businesses and brands, because as you were saying that, I'm thinking, yeah, the, the human touch is, is the individual bringing um, out my food from the restaurant to my car. But with technology, that could be a robot in the future. <laughs> so is that still, do you know what I mean? So it, I think businesses are going to have to, I, I joke, but literally make decisions, you know, we can automate this and or robotize, if that's a word, this or um, and still have it as effective as, as a human being doing it, or do we maintain that as a, a human being's job? Yeah, I guess it's going to be the blending, right? Of, there uh, you how, go. How do you do, do you differentiate your brand if everything is in a technical way, you know, in a technological, digital way? How can you be? difference you know in terms of differentiating yourself as a brand from another one right yeah it is the blend and it's technology and and robotics and what have you doing that which human beings maybe or, or not doing the things that human beings would be better served doing um and and therefore you know freeing up their time maybe to do those things if that makes sense absolutely absolutely and i think uh, we are really in, in, in a great stage uh, as of right now with all these market and opportunities for so many different softwares that are there in terms of marketing for, you know, because a marketer has a huge job in terms of how much time it takes them to accomplish all the different aspects that we were discussing priorly, you know, if it's a website, if it's the graphics, if it's the social media, uh, if it's the analytics. And how can we utilize those tools to make it more efficient? I think it's going to be one of the key aspects of a successful uh, marketer. I tell my students, Helen, at this, uh, the 37 or so, 38, I'm trying to think how many years, since 1983, believe it or not, I've been in marketing right out of grad school, that this is the most exciting time in my career because of technology, because of all the change. I look back and geez, it, it seems, uh, it's like it must have been so boring back in the day for me and others compared to now because like I said earlier it's never a dull moment now with all this technology and, and the world changing and growing and it, it's fascinating time I think to be alive period <laughs> um, but, but, but working in marketing um, specifically because that's what we're talking about today it, 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 it's always something new and different absolutely yeah, it, it is uh, something that is it's a constant evolution, right? And it's getting, uh, the, the change is becoming, you know, quicker and quicker. And yeah, yeah. Our goal is to be always, and, and, you know, this brings us back to that question of, you you have to be on top of the best practices. Yeah, critical. It, it is critical as a marketer. Lifelong learning. Again, going back to my early days, I was just a writer. I was just a copywriter. And, and I don't mean that as in, in diminishing, belittling what importance of what I did. By no means, most people, I think, back in the day did one thing. Now we do like 25 different things at, as marketers, certainly. You know, we wear a multitude of hats. Hey, let's, let's um, end with, I brought up college students and Gen Z um, a few times. 
on you, um, it's on you to give your advice. Um, they hear my advice all the time in the classroom, but again, I'm interviewing you, so I don't wanna um, answer this question. I want you to, and that is what advice would you give to the younger generation, anyone entering marketing, this, this field that, that we both agree is not easy, but exciting. Uh, what advice would you give to the, the younger generation if they want to go into a career in marketing? Yes, absolutely, Bob. Uh, thank you. And I think uh, I love this question because I believe truly in, you know, education and learning and college students that they're the future of our generation in any uh, industry that they, they will be going in, especially if we're talking about marketing. Um, I'm going to reference back for a second, um, you know, my participation in uh, AMA, the American Marketing Association here in Boston, that we have this great program, uh, unbelievable about a mentorship program for college students. And that's the, what it's going to drive my answer saying, I believe that the best answer that I can, you know, uh, say here and tell advice to a college student in marketing is to really get involved and have someone that they can partner with so they can learn, right? So there, there's a two way here. One, it's be part of organizations like AMA, um, where you can really network and connect with other marketers in other, you know, different expertise that they have and learn from each other. So that's one. And the second one is try to partner with somebody that can be like a role model, right, of what they're doing and be able to learn from there, I think would be a great advice as well. No, that's perfect. I'm glad you brought up AMA Boston again, because that's what brought us together two, two and a half, three years ago. Um, it's an organization we both believe in strongly, amaboston.org. And, and Megan McGrath is the current president. I was the president before her for two years. And you're on the board now in, in programming, correct, Helen? Yes. And, and you do a ton for, for, for the chapter and, and as your colleague on the board, um, we, we both work hard, but we have a lot of fun. Um, and we both strongly recommend it to anybody who wants to, you know, especially younger people who want to break into the industry, want to learn. But people like me have been in this business forever. You have to be a lifelong learner to, to stay relevant in, in marketing. So, so join AMA Boston. And that's amaboston.org, a plug for, for, for our chapter. Yes. Yes, absolutely, Bob. I mean, it is an amazing place uh, that we collaborate. We have such a great team. And I think that it's transmitted with you know, the programming that we provide mm -hmm. Unity. And that's one of the things that I love. We are here to connect the community of marketers and everyone can feel at home uh, reaching out and being part of to learn. You know, this is a, a hub where, you know, it, it's unbelievable, the connection with mm -hmm. colleagues in the industry, right? And as we spoke before, marketing entails so many different aspects, right? And you can meet different people doing different expertises and learn from each other as well as attend our wonderful programming that we have um, which has been unbelievably now the opportunity of doing it virtually as well so we have expanded our borders we have mm -hmm. cities states even countries yeah that's unbelievable i agree another silver lining um because of zoom uh yeah it's not i'd rather be in person but the upside of doing it by zoom is you 
can, as you say, expand our borders. People from, from anywhere virtually can, can tune in and hey, we can turn into, tune into their events as well, other AMA chapters Absolutely. throughout the country. Um, Helen, thank you so much for your time. You, you know, you, it's been an awesome conversation as I knew it was going to be. And I hope all our listeners and, and viewers um, agree. I'm sure they, they do, I'm sure they will. I wanna just end by you making sure that people can reach out to you if you wanna plug your own personal brand, if you will, if you're on social media or on LinkedIn or what have you, how can people reach you if they have questions or um, yeah, wanna, wanna hire you as a consultant? Yes, thank you, Bob. Uh, absolutely. I think, uh, again, you know, we are passionate about social media. As a professional, anyone can reach me via LinkedIn. I connect with uh, everyone. I, I think this is a wonderful platform for building connections in a professional manner. So that will be the best way uh, to get uh, reached. On LinkedIn, yep, under, under your name. And, and if, for those of you who want to see Helen's name, it's right there. <laughs> Helen Pinchansky, P-I-N-C-H-A-N-S-K-I. Well, yes. What's that? You, you know how to say it perfectly, so then that's- Pinchansky, and I spelled it out for everybody right there. You're, you're in lights, your name is in lights, Helen. <laughs> yes. Well, like I said, you know, they just search Helen Pinchansky, and I think probably there's only one with that last name, so right away they can connect for sure. There's only one Helen Pinchansky. <laughs> And her name is in lights and she's been my guest for the last, I don't know, an hour or so. And it's been a great hour or so, Helen. Thank you so, so much for being my guest today on, on Barb, Bob Cargill's Marketing Show, episode 122, if you can believe it. So, so thanks, Helen. Thanks, listeners and viewers for your time today. Episode 122 with Helen Pinchansky. Helen, one more time. Thank you so, so much for your time. Thank you, Bob. Thank you so much. It's really an honor to be here as part of your podcast. It's been an honor to have you as my guest. I really appreciate your time. And for all you listeners and viewers, this is Bob Cargill tuning out for today. And this has been Bob Cargill's Marketing Show. And I will talk to you all. See you all again soon.